0: hello and a warm welcome to living fabulously with bev the mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being if you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Is it time to break up with feeling stressed out? Get your free, calm and collected audio to make you feel like you've taken a mini vacation in under seven minutes a day. Head to www.livingfabulously.com forward slash You'll find the link in the show notes. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today I'm absolutely delighted to introduce my guest Marla Mervis Hartman, who's here with us today to talk all things body love. Welcome Marla. Hi, Good to have you here with me today. So please tell me about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: Well, my name is Marla Mervis Hartman and I I live in the Los Angeles area and I'm a, a speaker and a coach, a Reiki master and teacher. And the reason we're here today is because I support women and men but um, specifically women, on having a healthy relationship with their body. So I help people to answer yes to the question, do you love your body? So really people who are are struggling with um, issues with food, issues with their weight, issues with talking down to themselves, being negative with themselves, and um, I help them turn that around. It's fabulous.
0: And how would you describe your own well-being journey, Marla?
1: Well that's why I'm here right now with you Bev is that I have I've struggled with this for ever since I was very young and as I got older it got more and more apparent that I needed to seek support and most of my adult life was either in the obsession in the stress of not liking my body over exercising overexercising a, a lot to the point of hurting my body and undereating and, and then overeating and compensating that way and binging a lot and having a lot of my time be around just obsessing about what I look like and, and what I'm eating. And so, you know, this has affected a lot of parts of my body. This has affected a lot of aspects in my life. And when I finally, finally surrendered to loving my body, having acceptance for my body, it's when things started to change. And it's when I knew that I needed to support other people to actually find more well being in their lives. Because I never really thought that I would ever feel better. I always thought that I would have this issue. I always knew, I mean, I, I, ha- I had a nice life. I have a beautiful family and friends around me who care about me, but I never, I always had this in the back of my head. I always had something going on. So I wasn't as present as I could have been. I, I let go of a lot of opportunities because I wasn't, I, I was preoccupied with myself and and I, I'm not shaming myself for that. It was really my my process and it was where I was and I don't need to do that anymore and I'm not. Mm,
0: and that must have been very stressful for you, that constant badgering yourself.
1: Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. A lot of badgering myself. The stress that it creates even just physically, you know, because bad negative behaviors happen from all of that badgering and not trusting my body and the stress that it creates in relationships you know not showing up completely or wanting my own space so that i can um binge you know, that creates a a lot of stress and all of the energy that goes into making sure that I get the amount of exercise that I need. You know, these are all parts of my, was parts of my days that created a lot of anxiety. And as we know, anxiety is, um, it just ain't good for anything. (laughs)
0: No, no, not at all. But you know what I'm really aware of, Marla, is that women that I speak to often talk about this constant relationship around how they look. And I'm wondering, this epidemic, it seems to be, where's it stemming from and why do you believe that women
1: dislike their bodies? Well, I think we've had a lot of external influences. We've had a lot of social media advertisement pressure to look a certain way and this crazy ideal of what we're supposed to look like, these stick-thin models who don't even really look like that themselves. And the interesting thing about that is is that we know that, right? We actually know that, that these figures that we see are airbrushed, and they don't we know that intellectually, but somehow it just it triggers that part inside of us that, that we're not enough. So lots of times this not-enough" feeling that we're feeling, it shows up physically, but it really can be a, a telltale sign of a deeper "I'm not enough." Some other things that are going on that make us feel like we're not enough. And that seeing that all the time is, is kind of in our face. And then we can have people around us, like family members, make comments about our bodies, you know, having expectations, commenting about what we eat, you know, all of those things add, add on to that. And then there's a the competition that women have with each other as well. There's a little bit of that going on too. It's a whole
0: conversation in itself, but I wanted to sort of really dig into how does it come about that we create a negative body image?
1: Well, I think it probably is, is a little different for everyone, right? So there's some people who just feel really good in their bodies and they're just okay. And it's just not where they're putting their focus. And yet there may be another aspect of themselves that they really talk down to and talk, talk about negatively. And this negative body image with the energy of what we just talked about, advertisement pressure, or social media competition with others, there's just that pressure and that stress. So when I think about my life and I think about how this got created in, in me, I did have a lot of attention on my body at a very young age because I was a very curvy little girl. So somehow I got this idea that if, that my body mattered and it seemed to make people happy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, look at your cute body. Oh, oh wow, they, they actually like that. So th- that's something I better keep up. I better look that way because that makes other people feel ha- happy. And then when I, you know, maybe gained some weight or had someone say something a little different about my body, there was that feeling of, I'm not enough, I'm not going to be loved. So that can be one way that that can show up. And, and then you add on more and more to that. I was an actor and a dancer and I was in front of the mirror a lot, looking at myself, scrutinizing myself. And that was another way to have negative body image. And also the way, the way we talk about ourselves. I think it's a huge epidemic in itself, the way that we talk about ourselves and and the fact that actually saying that we love ourselves or even saying that, yeah, I actually am okay with what I look like, like that is not the norm. And it's actually not that it's not even the norm. It is actually it's almost frowned upon in this unconscious sup- way of like, no, you're actually not supposed to love yourself. Oh, you're actually supposed to not like that your nose is big. You know, like there's there's this expectation that we're not supposed to be content. And that's where I think this, this epidemic, like I said, it's like its own epidemic. Like, how about we actually are okay with ourselves? How about we actually like that our... that our butt is big, you know, how about that? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that would be very novel, wouldn't it? You know, it It would would be be. so freeing.
1: Yes, (laughs) so freeing. That's so true. And it's like, Sometimes even being free is scary for people. It's like, oh, what if I did like myself? What would that mean? Oh, that means that I would take that step. Oh, not liking myself means that I get to be play it small. Not liking my body means that I need I, I don't have to show up in the world in a certain way. So, some ways it's kind of the scapegoat to to stay small.
0: Mm, that's so true, and I guess you know, there's a. Outflow and an impact from this type of thinking. If you have a
1: negative body image, so what impact could this have on our lives? Well, health is a big one because we're not listening to listening to what the body wants, right? So if I am constantly feeling uh, like crap about my body and it's hungry. I'm probably not going to listen to the signs that say I'm actually hungry. No, you can't eat. Of course, you can't eat. You don't look good. You need to be, you need to be thinner. So we're not not actually listening to the body. Over exercising, not exercising. The other thing is withdrawing from relationships. And and work is really impacted. So say you're going on an interview, and you wake up in the morning, and you're having one of these mornings where you're feeling like just so low, that's, that's picked up. That's going to affect the money that you're making, the prosperity that you have in your lives. And I was just, I was just talking to a client before we're here on this um, talk, Bev, and we were just talking about how How much of her life she withdraws when she is in a loop around dieting, and how much she doesn't, you know, show up for friends, and how she's lost friends over that, and how she could actually be working more, but she doesn't because there's so many times that she's counted that she, you know, was in a food hangover or just didn't want to because she was just too in her head.
0: That's really unhealthy isn't it from that point of view and i guess this whole relationship around food is also probably quite difficult
1: isn't it oh yes and the the tricky part about it is this bev is that people think that the food is the issue that's what because there's so much of this diet mentality all around us right there's so much of the if you fix your food and you eat this then you will you know, you will be thin and your whole world will fall into place, right? So there's so much of this emphasis around getting the food right. So eat the three meals with the two snacks or, you know, whatever it is in that moment in time or your paleo or your raw or whatever. So it is so much of this energy around the food and the food actually is not the issue. When I work with people, it's not about figuring out what you're going to eat. It's figuring out why you're so concerned about what you're going to eat. You know, so, so the food is just the, it's just the, it's like the, it's the peanut butter in the middle of the sandwich, right? And there's so much around that it really needs to be looked at.
0: What we want to understand then is, so let's say we, we're, we're having a challenge with this negative body image. Yes. And what are, what would you say are some strategies for a person to move forward effectively?
1: Well, the, one of the things that I really like, Uh, my clients and I really share with people is to get really clear and become very aware of how you're talking to yourself. So what is the process and what are you doing and how are you speaking with yourself? So some, we don't even realize it. So I can give you, you know, kind of three steps here if you'd like on like self-talk, would that be a helpful thing right now? That would be great. Okay. So the first step is, like I just said, we need to become aware. We need to start noticing, how am I speaking to myself? What are the words that I'm saying? And that is just that. You'll be amazed to realize, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just told myself that I was fat. Oh, I can't believe that that I would even say that to myself. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't say that to my you know, to my best friend. I just, I just said that to myself. So one of the, that's step number one is being aware. Now, step number two is creating some space around that. And I already actually gave you step number two, which is to acknowledge, acknowledge that you just said that and see if there's even like a breath there. Wow that is 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 that my and you can even ask the question is that really true is it really true and 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 create a buffer to slow that moment down now it's important to know that that you can't go from talking negatively to yourself to saying things like oh i love myself i'm amazing Um, a rock star, right? That's really, it's not really what we're looking for in this process. Eventually you can get to there, but it's, it's, it's because it's really not real and it's really not true and the body will snuff that out. But what you can do is you're aware of, so number one, you're aware of what it is. Number two, you're, you questioning that. You're being with that. And then number three, you're giving some posit- positivity to what you know about yourself to be true. Like, oh, I'm a, I am, you know, my eyes are really beautiful. So in other words, you're energizing what you know to be true that is amazing about yourself. I'm a really good mother. I really know how to listen to people. I can drive really great so we're sh- we're shifting. We're we're. What happens is the brain gets on these neuro pathways of talking negatively, and when we put it on a different track, we're on another track. We're in a completely different track. We're we're de-energizing that negative talk, and energizing positive talk.
0: Yeah, that's so important, isn't it? Because if we kind of keep on doing what we were doing before without awareness. Nothing will change. Yes. So bringing awareness to that, and like you say, it's not going to change overnight. But if you're bringing awareness to something, you creating that step of acknowledging it, and then finding something to that is true. That's easy to say. Like you say, uh, for example, you'll love your smile. You know, it lights up the room. Your mm-hmm. eyes. It's something that is in. It's completely tangible.
1: Yes, and. And and some people get so uncomfortable with that. So just feel that discomfort and know that it may be part of the process for a little bit. And it's just like a muscle. It's building a muscle. You're building that positive talk, self-talk muscle.
0: So we've been talking about negative body image and this is your life's work. So why do you believe that self-love is the answer to resolving this for good?
1: So when when I say that self love, it's kind of this. I really want to bring it down for people because I don't want it to be like like thinking that you're just walking around like oh I just love myself all the time and I'm just so amazing. It's it's <laughs> it's not that. That sounds way too ooey wooey, right? Like we want to bring it into more practical, uh, a, a more of a practical way of looking at self love. And I think about self love, and I think about like. When I am in the space of love with myself, what action am I taking? So if, I'm, if I care about myself and I love myself, then I'm going to take a more positive action. So when it comes to negative body image and it comes to self-love, what we're learning how to do is take more positive actions. We're learning how to, what I just said, move from negative talk to positive talk. And it's also because I know at the very core of my being that no negative self, negative body image ever got me to eat the, the food the right way. It never got to, to give me the body that I wanted. It never got my exercise perfect unless I was white knuckling it. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. When we surrender to what we look like, it's then that we can actually find ourselves. It's then that we can begin to have more love for ourselves. And we may even find the body that we've been waiting for all the time, but we're not going to find it from being negative with ourselves. It's just, it, it. it's just the law. It's the law of attraction. It's the law of vibration. So that's why I think, to, ans- to answer your question, that's why I think that, um, Love is, is the answer in this case.
0: Mm, that's really beautiful. So Marla, what are your tips
1: for living fabulously? Please be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Another tip is to trust yourself. Trust that your body has the inner intelligence to know what is right for you, not outside influences. And another wonderful tip to living fabulously is to move that beautiful body. (laughs) Move that beautiful body in a way that feels good. Just move it and get into your body.
0: That's amazing because that's right. you sort of connecting back to yourself when you have physical movement. And when you're doing it out of pleasure, not pain.
1: Yes, because we think about when we think about moving our body we think okay, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to do this exercise thing and there's a lot of pain associated to it. When we think about just moving our bodies so it's like, oh, this is my body. I want a relationship with it. How can I just be with it today? How can I just move it? Oh, maybe I just want to roll my shoulders. Oh, that actually feels good. Yeah. Wow. Mm, That's awesome.
0: And you can find Marla Mervis-Hartman at her website, which is www.loveyourbodyloveyourself.com, and the same on Facebook. Thank you, Marla, so much for this fascinating conversation today. And my real takeaways here are that, yes, while there are external triggers of not being enough and often You know, it can show up also in competition with other women. There are these internal triggers where we kind of are validating I'm not enough. And I love your tips around self-talk. So you mentioned about being aware of how you're talking to yourself. And I think this is always the first step to change. It's always that awareness because anything done with conscious awareness is the opportunity to change. And then you mentioned about acknowledging things that you just said and asking yourself, "Is that true? you know it's almost like what body of evidence is there that this is fact and giving that gives that buffer you mentioned to slow down in the moment, so it gives you pause for reflection and giving positivity to what you know to be true, I love that, and your statement about feel that discomfort and build that positive self-talk muscle. It's like anything, like anything new that you're learning or even skill you're acquiring and taking those more positive actions. So thank you so much for being with me on the show today.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Bev.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health
1: professionals.